Welcome to Bold Ambition Podcast. I'm Ingrid. And I'm Nettie. And we're two passionate Latinas conversing with bold, ambitious voices who are making waves in the world. Every week, we dig into the knowledge of community builders, experts, and thought leaders that equip us to make an impact. Okay, enough talk. Come take action with us. Hello, hello, Bold Ambitioner listeners. Welcome to episode 11. This is your co-host, Nettie, and let's bring you up to speed. Man, it has been a busy week. You last heard from us when Mujer Agency had their launch. So ever since then, I feel like Ingrid's been busy. Man, she just ran a 10K, and I feel like I've just been doing all things homeownership and appliances and decor and that's just been my life so on that note we figure what better way to celebrate earth day and kind of like celebration slash reminder we decided to bring you this episode so our guest today is leah ashley she lives in austin and i'm a huge fan today we're talking about so many ways in which you can honestly help the planet and, you know, and try to stay away also from those big furniture stores. I think thrifting is such a fun activity and it's not only just good for the planet, but like she'll tell us, sometimes you can find some really cool treasures. So enough with the talking, let's get started. Okay, everyone, and welcome to Bold Ambition Podcast. Today, we have Leah Ashley. And okay, if you don't know about her, let me tell you, she is an amazing lady, huge fan, huge Instagram fan over here. I've been following her for the longest time, and she has inspired me to do so many things that have been outside of my comfort zone. So, Ashley, you have been an interior stylist. You have been on the Fab Life show. You are also the host of the Design Network's show, Vintage Style Modern Life. I love the title, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, fellow Austinites in the house. I love it. Yes, we are really excited to speak to you today, especially because Earth Day is around the corner. For us, Earth Day is a reminder that we must do our part by making changes in the way that we live and use our resources. So when Nettie and I were brainstorming about what we want to bring in this episode, we want to talk about sustainable home goods and DIYs. And also like Nettie touched on, making it an empowering like personal project, taking a used item that you find on the street and turning it into a vintage cool find that is personalized. You know, so I would love to just get into that passion of yours. Where did you start? How? Why? So really my love for thrifting and secondhand goods started back in my college years. I was a broke college student. I had no money uh, like many college students out there and students. And I wanted to live beautifully and still look good, right? Like I wanted to be surrounded by a nice home and have great wardrobe, but I couldn't afford to really do that by going out to the mall or to regular like home goods stores or anything like that. So um, a girlfriend of mine and I, uh, she actually introduced me to thrifting and I was like, wait a second, 
So this is like a giant treasure hunt and everything's $2. <laughs> like it like totally blew my mind. So I picked up a very quick passion for for the love and the thrill of the hunt. And then being able to uh, either repurpose items or just bring items home that I had fallen in love with. And it was so funny. People would be like, oh my God, I love your skirt. Or I love your, um, you know, that chair. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, it was $5. Like I was, you know, and I still to this day, am like very into telling everyone what I paid for, <laughs> for everything. And I have a very strange superpower that I can remember where I got everything and what I paid for it. It's, it's weird. But it really started with clothes. And then as I sort of got older and realized like, wow, there's some amazing home good items out there that people are just throwing away. You know, they're just dropping this stuff off, getting, getting rid of it and not seeing the value in it. And so I just, I realized that there's just like a treasure trove out there of amazing vintage pieces that can bring uniqueness to a space for very cheap. <laughs> I love that aspect because you just said the word unique and maybe it is as you get older, you start tuning into that, you know, building a home, making it unique, making it special, making it you. Um, so I just love to hear that you had like this journey and then you started finding like what was, what was speaking to you. So tell us about Thrifty Thursday, because I feel like Thrifty Thursday is a movement <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yes. Thrifty Thursday is a movement. Thrifty Thursday started because I was literally just doing it for myself. I was going out and going to the thrift store or stopping at barn sales or whatever. And I was having so much fun and I was finding so many great things. I was like, wait, I need to share this with the world. So, um, I just started taking people with me on Instagram stories. It all just started on Instagram stories. And I was like, okay, it's Thursday. Like, where are we going? We're going to this antique mall or we're going to the thrift store. Or we're going to this uh, flea market, whatever. And what surprised me the most is how much people love to watch other people dig through junk. It's like that show um, American Pickers, right? So you know, they, that show has been on for like, you know, seasons and seasons and seasons, hundreds of episodes. And all they do is just go through old barns and like, look for old weird toys. Now I'm not into weird toys or car parts, but I am into, you know, decor items and cool furniture and de decorative accessories and all that. And it's like, I sort of felt like if you could take the success of American Picker, all that hunting and this thrill of the hunt, and the, we're, we're on a treasure hunt together and bring people along for like the design-minded woman or viewer that people want to tune in. And it turns out they do. <laughs> yes. I think that, yeah, I think in general, we've seen that uptick in social media, especially as people are becoming aware that these thrift stores have these gems I think it's such a fun thing to share like hey this is super cool do you think it's cool if not that's cool because it fits my home not yours you know um yeah yeah so what tell me what has been your favorite like most treasured find to this day oh gosh I that's such a loaded question because <laughs> there's so there's so much I'm like it depends on the week let's see I, I the one I always kind of go back to is this um mid-century modern crushed velvet. Uh, it's like a grello color. It so sounds awful now that I'm describing it. It's chartreuse and it's got these amazing tapered legs and it's an ottoman. It's like a little stool. And it was on the side of the road. Someone was having like a garage sale, I guess. And it came with this like big 
the, the chair was awful, but the ottoman was darling. And I, I pulled over and I was like, how much for the, for the little ottoman? And they're like, oh, well, it comes with the chair. I'm like, would you sell it without it? They're like, yeah, five bucks. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll take it. So I have been carrying this thing around with me, I don't know, for like 12 years now. And I paid $5 for it, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that like, I just like love and will never get rid of and like is priceless. And that's another thing. It's like, I can pay 99 cents for something, but I would never like resell it or give it up because to me, like it's priceless. And like, I don't know that I could find something like that again. So I'm really weird about my finds. (laughs) I get real possessive. I love it. It's it's like you find a connection. Ever since I started doing that and going thrifting, I have felt also the same way that, um, well, I told my boyfriend, I'm going to start thrifting because I can resell these, you know, kind of curating yeah. things. Um, yeah, I've kept everything. So <laughs> every time I go, he's like, are you going to try to really sell it? And I'm like, no, I love it. It's just goes with me. I'm not getting rid of it. So now it's hard that it's just fill the pines. When I come across something, like even if I don't need it or or don't have room for it, I just can't leave it. It's almost like it speaks to me, like, please take me home, get me out of here, you know, like find me a new home. And I usually do, like I'll give it to a girlfriend or sell it or whatever. But yeah, these things definitely, definitely speak to me. And, And back to sort of the Thrifty Thursday movement, there's just so much going on in the world, right? Like the world is on fire. Okay. Like not to be (laughs) like dramatic, but like for me, it really feels that way. And, you know, not only is shopping secondhand, obviously like amazing for the planet. It's also, we're sort of in this like economic unrest, right? Like it's getting harder to get ahead in life for younger people and for people to like succeed and buy homes and become financially independent. It feels like shopping secondhand is such a great way to be able to feel empowered by looking great and having a great home and all of that and not having to spend the money at these big box stores and just sort of perpetuating this cycle of like fast fashion, fast decor, where everything's like going in and out of style so fast, you know? I think it's really important to sort of try and slow down. I always talk about slow decorating and how, you know, you don't, So you got a new house, you got a new apartment. You don't have to rush out and like go to CB2 or Pottery Barn or Ikea or whatever and like just fill it up that weekend. You know, there's something that is really special about taking time and finding pieces that really speak to you and mean something to you. You'll just enjoy them for a lot longer instead of like getting caught up in like the social media trends and on Pinterest and like, you know what I mean? I love that you're touching on this part of like the styling and the designing of a home because I feel like there are tons of DIY accounts now. And I think that came with the pandemic and everybody being at home. And I love to see the creativity that has brought out in people. And so, you know, they go thrifting and they find some piece and they're like, okay, I'm envisioning sending it down, you know, changing the hardware. And then it's a beautiful piece. And I just love that. And I know that you started also with a YouTube account, DIYing. I'm also excited to see how Finn Family Farm House turns out at the end. Like I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Me too. Me too. I can't, I have no idea how it's going to (laughs) turn (laughs) out. And see, that's what's fun about it too, right? Like yeah. people are like, oh, what, what's the vision for the home? And I'm like, I don't know. It sort of keeps evolving, evolving depending yeah. on like what I end up dragging home that week, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that, you know, you're so busy. Are you still doing DIYs here and there or? So, you know, it's really funny. I did a ton of DIYing um, in my earlier days. 
uh, back in my 20s when I was young and had no children and had plenty of time. And yes, I did have a big YouTube channel devoted pretty much to that alone. And um, I was on the TV show Fab Life and I was their DIY host and we did, oh my gosh, so much DIY. I sort of feel like this phase of my life, I'm not really DIYing. Like I didn't bring that into this phase of my life. I have, you know, I'm in my my God, late thirties, you guys, I just had my birthday and I'm in my late thirties now. So I, I have kids, I have a husband, I have a busy life. Like I don't have the time to like take on some project. And even when I was DIYing, I always would think, okay, you have to think about like the real cost of this. Yes. I bought this thing, this dresser for $10 at the thrift store and I'm going to buy spray paint and like, it's going to be amazing. Right. But like, what's the real time here? Okay. You have to sand it down. Like, like there's so much work that goes into different projects that for me, it became like, wow, this is not, it's just not worth my time anymore. So, and I also really love when I find a piece, something that's vintage, what speaks to me about that piece generally is the wear and tear that are naturally occurring on it already. Right. Like the patina of it and all of that, like that to me is what I find really interesting. Like I, I love like the rust stains and the chippy paint and things that look beat up and worn in because it tells its own story. And because I don't have to worry about my kids destroying it because it like doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> What's another dent here and there? <laughs> so I'm curious as someone who is finding her own personal home style. I've talked with Nettie about this a lot. What advice would you have for someone who doesn't know, like, you know, they go to a thrift store and they have no idea where to start. How do you find your personal style when it comes to your home? Are you on a Pinterest board? Do you kind of just do it with your gut? And like, if that looks cute, then take it home. Like, what are your words for like those people who just have no idea where to start? So that's a great question. And that is, I think the biggest problem or misconception or the hardest part about thrifting for people that are new to it is like getting over that like feeling of overwhelm, right? You walk into a thrift store, it's a mess. At least the good ones are a mess. And you're like, oh my God, where do I start? Like, this is freaking me out. And so I have always believed that it only takes one find to like get you hooked. Like, have you found that? Like you, like you're like, I don't know, am I going to get into this? And then you found that one thing you're like, all right, I've got the energy to do this all day. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I actually started doing, I started going to Goodwill pretty regularly and I started with the small things, like maybe a picture frame and a vase for my plants or like a cool like poster that is just like cool. You know, it doesn't have to match the rest of my aesthetic, but I think it's like, it feels more nostalgic, but it's like when it comes to those big furniture pieces, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should pull the trigger for lack of a better way of saying it. So my advice around all that is like Pinterest is definitely helpful. Like when I was designing the house, like I, I use Pinterest as a huge tool just to sort of put together all the images that speak to me and then sort of like realize, oh, I'm seeing like a pattern here. Like I tend to be like, a, you know, I gravitate to things that are a little bit more traditional and things that are a little bit maybe more like rustic. So that's really helpful is to go in sort of armed with, okay, this is the vibe I want to create. And then from that, I always say to people, if it speaks to you, buy it. If it brings you joy, 
buy it. If it puts a smile on your face, buy it. What are we talking about? We're talking about $3, $4, I mean, $10 if it's really pricey, you know? And then you're going to bring that thing home and you're going to put it on your shelf or your coffee table or whatever. And like every time you walk by, it'll just kind of be like a little joy magnet for you. And so I try and get people out of their head about like, oh gosh, I should buy this because it's on trend. Or I should buy this because I saw that in her house or whatever. It's like, does it make you smile? The world needs more joy. You know, if that $3, like little weird thing is going to bring you joy, just buy it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's even better when you get to the checkout line and then they say, oh, by the way, everything is 50% off. And then your bill is like 20 bucks. That's like yes. my favorite. <laughs> yes, that that is uh, that's a dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we've had these conversations now that we're both in this vibe, trying to like bring our apartments to feel homey and cozy and just more us, right? Like who we are. And I've told her like, okay, so I have found that, you know, supporting small thrift stores that give back to organizations like a home for the elderly or Austin's Pets Alive, you know, um, I love those stores that give back to other organizations. And of course, there's good old Goodwill, but also they've been raising their prices, which is kind of scary sometimes. Goodwill <laughs> is up to no good. Let me tell you that. Goodwill is up to yeah. no good. I want to talk about Round Top though. I know you're a huge fan of Round Top and of always following and I cannot wait to have a house so I can fill my house <laughs> with stuff from Round Top. But for those of our listeners that don't know about Round Top here in Austin, tell us a little bit about it. I want to touch a little bit about the, the, the small thrift stores really quickly because I think that's an interesting point. We all know about the big box thrift stores, right? They, um, they're everywhere. They're national and that's great. But I totally agree. I like to go to the smaller thrift stores that support a good cause, especially when I'm donating things. Like it's easy just to go to Goodwill, but that stuff just gets processed. It gets marked up. And I don't know how much impact it's really having on the community. Whereas when I drop off my my, you know, used goods at the senior citizen thrift store or the awesome pets alive. Like I know that it is going to a good cause and same thing when I shop there. And a lot of times I find that they have better quality stuff, those smaller thrift stores, because people in the community are, feel the same way. You know, they, they know that their donations are going to a good resource. So I always try and, and try and do that when I can is, is definitely shop small, Cause you can shop small at the thrift store, right? Like it's the same thing, like shop small, small, shop local. No, I totally agree with you. And I feel like my favorite right now is the senior living thrift store in Dripping Springs, like on the main road. I don't know if I should be sharing that because I don't want people to take all this stuff. Just okay, kidding. so that's so funny. So I, so I have my, I have my favorite thrift store too. And I'm like, do I, should I? Should I share? share? But I mean, I'm an open book, so I'll tell you. Um, It is the Wimberley Thrift Store on River Road, and it's called the Village Store. And it's run by little old ladies. And that's the key. You got to find a thrift store that's run by little old ladies. That's the best thrift stores. But they have amazing things. And they have actually three buildings. They have a regular thrift store, and then they have a boutique where like the fancier things are, which by the way, I got an vintage Chanel suit for $50. So that's what we're talking about. That's the fancy side. But then I did find a $3 Dior shirt at uh, their regular thrift store. And then they have a builder's barn. So like if you're building a house, like different, um, you know, things for that too. So lamps and lighting and doorknobs and all that stuff. So that's my favorite one in the area. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, sharing those gems. We'll have to definitely check them out. 
circling back on round top is that something that is, is it i know is it an antique festival that's put on every year but then they also just have like a large section of, of vintage shops or what is round top specifically all right let's deep dive into round top um round top is uh the nation's largest flea market essentially it happens twice a year but now they're adding another show so kind of two and a half times a year they have a spring and a summer show no spring and fall show that's their big shows so um it's getting ready to happen march 28th through april 3rd and then they'll do it again yes you're getting excited and then they'll do it again in the fall sometime in october and it is a collection of thousands of vendors and it encompasses like 29 miles or something so it's actually the town of round top the town of warrington and then it sort of extends into the next town of brenham so it's this like long corridor of highway 237 in between austin and houston that just turns into a junkers paradise twice a year. <laughs> it's amazing. And the best thing about Roundtop is that they really do have something for everyone. So if you're looking for high-end antiques, like you want to spend, you know, $20,000 on a dresser from Europe, you can do that. They have those. If you want to like just dig in the junk fields, like it's literally the world's biggest garage sale, you can do that too. And prices are like five bucks, two bucks, whatever. And it's it's all set up in um, pastures. So it's just for as, as long as the eye can see, just tents of junk. You gotta be down though. You gotta love that hunt. You gotta love it. It's really intense. <laughs> I have only seen, I think you and Claire and other influencers here in Austin go to Round Top and I'm just like, oh, I need more space in the apartment. I wanna go shopping. Like all the beautiful pieces that people find, it goes back to that like uniqueness and like the little stool. I don't know, I get really excited about stools now. It's a thing. <laughs> little, little tiny stools, they're so cute. I know, they're so cute. And they're so versatile, you can do so much with them. Yeah, so I'm excited for the listeners. If you wanna check out Roundtop, I think I'm gonna be going well, I have a lot of really good round top guides. Something I think I need to like sort of let everybody know is that round top is getting more and more expensive as it is becoming like a more like just known event. Now we're getting celebrities and celebrity designers and like Amber Lewis from an Amber interiors goes and buys everything. And Kelly Wurstler's there and Gwen Stefani comes like it's become sort of a global international like who's who event it's almost becoming like the junk version of art basel so a couple of tips to navigating that because that's not for me like that's not the scene that i love like i used to live in la i did all that i i'm there for the junk i'm there to get dirty i'm there to drink margaritas in the fields like picking through junk and getting the good deals right so i get a little like i'm like dang, like this is getting, starting to get overpriced. Like people are trying to figure this out and people are jacking up prices. So I always go the week before. Um, things are open. Everything's open um, except for the bigger shows like Marburger. But honestly, I love Marker, Marburger for inspiration, but it's, it's too rich for my blood. Like they're selling tables for $6,000. And like, that doesn't excite me. I want to find a table for $99. You know what I mean? So I always go the week before because it just gets too crowded, too crazy, and too expensive, like during the actual show. So just a little, just a little tip. And um, 
yeah, you just, you and, and, and always ask for the best deal. Never pay full price. Be like, is this, is this the best you can go? Like use all your negotiating powers. You can, you know, and if, if you have cash, that's always better too. I need to work on my negotiation skills. <laughs> hey, you know what? If you don't ask, it's always a no. I always ask, what's the worst they can say? No, that's my best price. Okay, fine. But if they might be like, okay, fine. I'll give you 20 bucks off. That's dinner. Yeah, no, you're right. I think I just get uncomfortable making them uncomfortable. Like, you know, but I feel like, I don't know. Girl, I, they're so used hand. to it. That's their job. They're used to it. Yes. Yes. I think Nettie had just shared with me that she went to, where did you go Salvation Army? And she saw something marked up for like $29.99 and she got it for what? $12.99? Yeah. I need yeah. those negotiation skills. But. Did you, yeah. That's because she asked. You yeah. gotta ask. I even told Ingrid, I was like, I made a friend. I mean, now I know him and I wanted to go back for these chairs and they were gone, but whatever. But I negotiated this beautiful vase for 10 bucks. Good for you. That's another great tip is make friends, make friends with your local thrift store people. I mean, they remember it. It goes far and they will give you all the deals that thrift store that you love in dripping Springs. Um, I've gotten to know the guy that runs it and he's like, just take it. You're like, wait, what? What? Take it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You got to make friends. No, you're right. And especially if they're like, they're like, oh, she'll definitely be back. Like it becomes more of a, it becomes a community thing versus just like a shopping thing. That's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Leah. I really enjoyed our conversation. Do you have one last tip for our amateur thrift shoppers on being sustainable? Yes. My, my, my parting tip would be go often. The merchandise changes literally daily. And so if you want to find the good stuff, you've got to go often. Don't go once a month and feel defeated because you didn't find anything. You got to go a couple times, a couple times a week if you can, but (laughs) just don't be discouraged if you don't find anything on on the first try. You know, not every run is going to be um, a total score. Just keep going, go often. They change merchandise so much. And with that being said, everyone, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, Let's try to be sustainable. Let's try to save the earth by taking junk out of the landfills. Leah, again, thank you so much for coming on today. For our listeners, I think your bold move this week should be to go out and check out a thrift store near you. I love that. We're taking junk out of the thrift stores and putting it into your home. (laughs) Love it. That's going to be your new tagline. (laughs) Yes, I I think I should. I think I should like, uh, I love that. Trademark that. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, actually, Leah, can you give us um, where we can find you? Like your Instagram, where can we connect with you? So I primarily hang on on Instagram. I don't do the Twitter. I don't do the YouTube anymore. I don't even do the Facebook really, guys. I just, and you know what? I don't do TikTok or any of that. It's literally just Instagram. I don't have the time for any of that other stuff. You can find me on Instagram at livingwithleah. Amazing. For more inspo, follow Leah. <laughs>